You are welcome to a great moment in destiny. God is about to speak directly to you and the message coming right up is crafted by heaven not just to challenge you but to align your destiny. As you embrace divine instruction, expect that God's word is bringing about revival, healing, restoration and transformation to your entire life. With faith in your heart and great expectation, join me and receive God's word through his choice vessel. Apostle Goodheart, Obi Okoyeme. Please turn together with me, uh, Romans 8. Romans 8, our pile of texts. And Psalm 51, our companion text. Romans 8, 17 to 18. We are of the Amplified Version. And also Psalm 51, 17. Praise God. It is our custom to stand to read the word of the Lord. Shall we stand together as a family? Hallelujah. Romans 8, 17 to 18. Let's read together as a family. One, two, three, go. And if we are his children, then we are his. Here's also, this amplified now, you got amplified? All right, let's go. One, two, three, go. And if we are his children, then we are his. Here's also, here's of God and fellow here's with Christ, sharing his spiritual blessing and inheritance. If indeed we share in his suffering, so that we may also share in his glory, for I consider from the standpoint of faith that the sufferings of the present life are not worthy to be compared with the glory that is about to be revealed to us and in us. Somebody shout a big amen. Psalm 51, 17, we read together as a family. My only sacrifice acceptable to God is a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart, broken with sorrow for sin, thoroughly penitent, such, O oh God, you will not despise. For an assignment, broken for glory, part number three. Our Father and our God, we lift our voices and our heart to thank you for the awesome privilege to gather again at the feet of Jesus. Rabboni, the teacher of teachers, I beseech you to take a call of fire from the altar of heaven and on the lips and the tongues of clear of this seven son of yours that today I will come to your people with nothing but thus said the Lord. Help me to speak expressly your counsel, your will. Move every man, every woman under the sound of my voice and those who are logged on across the nations of the world from where we are to the place that is called destiny. With us always to give you alone the praise, the glory, and the honor. In Jesus' wondrous name we pray. Somebody shout a big amen. amen. Hallelujah. Touch your neighbor say broken for glory. Broken for glory. We began a teaching series on Sunday broken for glory by god's grace we will be looking at the subject of brokenness in our services over the next few weeks in particular whether or not we'll terminate in the month of april or we'll go beyond that it's left for the lord to determine but we'll continue the journey until we arrive at somewhere where i believe is a fair enough conclusion where we've got enough light on this great subject matter I really cannot overemphasize the importance, the import of this great subject matter, especially as it relates to the prophetic word that God has spoken over our lives in the year glory unveil. There is such a close relationship between brokenness and 
the glory of the Lord being unveiled, revealed in through for anybody or any people. Say it again. It's a very close relationship between brokenness and the glory of the Lord being revealed and unveiled. The truth be told is that you can't have the latter, which is glory, without engaging the former, which is brokenness. Let me say it again. You can't experience the latter, which is talking about glory, without engaging in the former, which speaks of brokenness. Brokenness becomes a very necessary pathway to manifesting the glory of the Lord. As I have uh, spoken a fourth time in many sermons, that if you dodge the cross, you will automatically negate the opportunity of having the crown to sit upon your head. If you dodge the cross, you also at the same time preclude or exclude yourself from being crowned by God. Those who strive to evade the forms of this life, many of which are a necessary part of our human existence and living, will ultimately also be exempted from sitting upon the throne of life and destiny. You dodge the thorns that are necessary along the way of life, you will inevitably miss the opportunity to have the throne. Hebrews 12 verse 2 is such an instructive scripture in our study of brokenness. The Bible declares in Hebrews 12 2, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, before him, endured the cross, despising the shame. And he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross. So the joy was ahead, but the cross was before the joy would encourage him to endure, not enjoy. Sometimes we read these words without thinking of the full import of the meaning. Jesus never enjoyed the cross. Nobody will enjoy the cross. He endured the cross and your cross must be endured. The word endurance doesn't sound like something very nice, not really positive, not palatable. You endure. It says they that endure to the end shall be saved. What happens to those who don't endure? They will not be saved. So he endured the cross for the joy that was set before him. I spoke to you about hope. I spoke to you about expectation. I speak to you about the coming glory. Listen, as you keep your hope alive, gaze on the throne, you're able to go through what is requisite, a route to your throne, no matter how painful it may be. It was Jesus, the first begotten son of the living God, and Gethsemane, who prayed three times to his father. He says, I pray that if it's possible for this cup to pass me by. That cup wasn't a drink. That cup speaks of the sufferings. He said to his disciples, are you able to drink of my cup? Are you able to drink of my cup? They said, they are, they're able. They said, well, truthfully, you drink of my cup. In other words, I am going to go to the cross, but ultimately also the time will come when you need to go to your own cross. So the cup spoke of sufferings, but beyond the cross, he saw glory. He said, nevertheless, 
not my will, but your will be done. The point I'm making is that though Jesus was the son of the the, the, the son of, of the Almighty God, he didn't enjoy the cross, he endured it. And if Jesus, the incarnate Son of God, endured the cross, why do you think your cross is going to be fun? Why do you think you're going to coast through your cross? Why do you think that your life as a believer is a bed of ease or bed of roses? Why do you think so? There are things to be endured if you're going to see the glory of the Lord. Jesus himself, as a pattern son, showed us the pathway and the pattern that ultimately leads to glory. We read again. We'll read again in our pilot text, Romans 8, 17. And if we are his children, then we are his, heirs also, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, sharing his spiritual blessing and inheritance. Sharing his spiritual blessing and inheritance. Listen carefully. If indeed, the word if is conditional. If indeed we share in his suffering so that we may also share in his glory. Wow. So this scripture is saying very aptly so. You can partake of his glory except you identify with his sufferings. Are you still here? Is in your Bible? Praise God. And by the way, it is in your New Testament, not Old Testament. Aha. Let some preacher fool you that this is not New Testament. This is Old Testament theology, suffering for the Lord. Suffering. No, no, no. I, I, I will tell you, when I speak of suffering, I'm not speaking about the things that Jesus redeemed you from. No. He redeemed you from death, disease, and premature death, and, and poverty. That's not what I'm speaking about. There are other things you identify with him that is called suffering. Listen, listen, can I tell you, you, you don't, you don't, you don't kill yourself. Nobody crucifies himself. No, nobody says, this is a cross, I hang. Uh, no, 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 no. Just keep living. Keep walking. And if you're really walking with the Holy Ghost, he will lead you. If you're really a child of God, he will lead you. Romans 8, 14. As many as are led by the Holy Ghost, they are the sons of God. Eh? If you're really born again, child of God, he will lead you. Where will he lead you? He will lead you through the cross to your throne. Except you're not a child of God, you will lead yourself. But as a child of God, he will lead you through your cross to your throne. The moment he, God, and the Father, ceases to chastise and correct you, you are now a bastard. I'm paraphrasing scripture, by the way, Hebrews 13. Huh? He chastises him whom he loveth. Hello? Hello? He says, if parents of this world chastise you for their own benefit, how much more the father chastise you? Hello, somebody? And he corrected, that's the word correct, the word chastise, he corrected or he chastises them whom he loveth. It is the love of God that makes you sensitive to his promptings and his dealings. So that when you tell what your colleague said is a white lie, there's a loud alarm within you, as though you stole. They call it white lie, but your conscience was so tender, calling it back, so supple before the Lord that what they call white lie and they will get away with, your conscience won't let you go. Why? The Holy Ghost will send an alarm. Why? Because you're really, really a child of God. 
I hate to tell you that in the church today, there are many people who though they are born again, they have unwittingly shut down gradually, slowly, the promptings and the leadings of God. They became careless to the alert, of course, yeah, the warning bells that the Holy Ghost gave them. One in here, one in there, one in there, they shut them down, shut them down. Then eventually they find themselves in a mess and in a crisis and they wonder, God, where were you? But God all along was warning you, but you were allowing your conscience to be seared. And sometimes what does help your conscience to be numb and seared is because you've not allowed your heart and your mind to be exposed to these kind of teachings that are balanced. Maybe some people have exposed themselves to some teaching that tells them once born again forever saved you can live your life anyhow and still go to heaven so therefore they feel well I have eternal security. I don't doubt that. I'm not going to get into all kind of theological discourse but I want to tell you something. Beloved of the living God if you are a child of God I read it in my Bible by their fruits you shall know them. I don't care how long you blast tongues in church. I don't care how long you bow in yourself in your house. Listen, your life should show whether you're in touch with the living God. If you're in touch with the living God, it ought to show in your walk, in your talk, in your dressing, in your lifestyle, in how you handle money, how you relate with people. It ought to show if you're a child of God. Don't tell me it's in my mind. No, sir. It's not in your mind by their fruit. Fruit means I can see it. But we live in a generation that sometimes it is so hard to tell who exactly is born again. They dress alike, they talk alike, they lie alike, they sleep alike with James and Judah and whoever. We can't tell who exactly. It's not your sticker caco that makes you born again. No, if you've got the life on your inside, the life will show on your outside. Give me a break. Are you really born again or what? Numbers in church, throngs and crowds, yet lack of character. Born again a dime and a dozen. It's a fad. It's fashionable. Even people of other religion are not claiming to be born again. I'm a born again. Mm-hmm. Born again Jew. Born again Hindu. I'm born again because it's fashionable to be born again. <laughs> Nobody can fool God. What server man said that shall he reap? God is not mocked. That means some people think they're mocking God. It is a mockery to be in bed with Shadi on Friday. Not your wife, by the way. Your six-month girlfriend. And then on Sunday morning, you're carrying Bible, you're walking in church, or you're singing on the altar. And the challenge is because God has been so merciful over time. You, you did it three months ago and nothing happened. So you think. So you think. Six months ago, nothing happened. From the church you came from one year ago, uh, nothing happened. Uh, two years ago, where you're coming from, nothing happened. Can I tell you, things are about to change. Have you read about a family, a couple called Ananias and Sapphira? They told what you would call a white lie. <laughs> And the consequence of the white lie was that they died. Here we are crying for the visitation of the power and the glory of God. You think 
when the glory comes some things like this will not happen oh go ya no no go together that's why before there is a pick up there must be a clean up write it down before there is a pick up of glory Say, my father, my father, the chariot of Israel have taken Elijah, my father. So there's coming a pickup. The chariots are about to pick up the generation of people, the church. Glorify them. The glory will come upon you and change everything around you. The glory will be like a garment upon you. Men can't explain your movement again like the wind you blow here and there. They can't explain where you're coming from. Why? That's the glory. If the likes of, of, of Philip in Samaria could just move from one location to the next location, the glory is coming again. If the shadow of Peter healed the sick, raised the dead, the glory is coming again. Somebody shout the glory. The glory. There must be a clean up before there is a pickup. Sometime towards the end of last year, I believe in the last quarter, some point last year, as I continue to meditate, contemplate on what the Lord will do for us in the year 2019. Share this severally to you. One of the scriptures, in fact, the pilot scripture God gave me, not just one, the pilot scripture God gave me for this season. It's John 12, 24. That formed my pilot text for the crossover service. The Lord said to me in many ways more than one, understanding and walking in this scripture will be key for the unveiling of the glory of the Lord in this season i read to your hearing for those who may not be as familiar with it as others are john 12 24 verily verily i say to you except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die it abideth alone but if it die it bringeth forth much fruit wow this is a classical meat or bone in the scriptures. You know, there's a milk of the world. Huh? There's a milk dimension. It said, said, said being born again, desire the sincere milk of the word. But there's the meat of the word. There's the bone of the word. This ain't no milk. No, no, no. This is meat. This is probably bone. Because what this is saying to us is this. That death huh, precedes Resurrection, life, and power. I want that to simmer, to peculate, to rest in your heart. It's not me, it's the Bible. John 12, 24. Except a corn of wheat falls down and die. It's a condition. It abides alone. That means it will not go beyond just being one corn of wheat. But if it succeeds, it die. Something is going to happen. Hey, hey. It's going to lose a lower life. It's going to gain another life and a higher life. It's going to gain a resurrection life that will become a mystery to people. You see, when you see God begin to use people in very amazing ways that you can't fathom, you wonder, where did this man show up from? Where 
did this woman show up from? We never heard about you, never knew you from Adam. Guess what? It's not unlikely. There was a point in time that woman of God or that man of God had suffered what I call a death and a burial season in their life, what I call hibernation. There was a point in time where there were no name, no fame, dead, buried in the ground, darkness, moisture, all kinds of difficulty. But there comes a point in time that no matter what was buried, as long as there is life in that seed, there comes a point in time you can stomp on it all you want to stomp. You can spit on it all you want to spit. You can reject it. You can laugh at it. You can scorn it. Who does she think she is? Who does he think he is? Who is he? Who is she? Guess what? There is coming a resurrection. As long as there is a Friday, there is coming a Sunday morning. As long as there is a death, there is a burial. I tell you, there's coming a resurrection. I want to take the liberty to prophesy to some of you, not all of you, who will subscribe yourself to going through this process. Death, burial, resurrection. I tell you, your marriage is coming out stronger. Your finances, they are coming out stronger. Your money, your honey is coming out stronger. Your ministry is going to be so powerful. People are going to wonder, where did this joker come from? I came from the grave. Once I was dead, but now I'm alive. You say like the blind man, I don't know how, where I was healed. All I know, there was a point in time I was blind, but now I can see. If that's you, shout yes! Power of resurrection. The Jews knew about it. They knew that if anything died, and made it back alive, please listen, the life will not be the same as it was before he died. Herod said when he heard about Jesus, miracles, signs and wonders, he remembered, I beheaded the head of one prophet John the Baptist. So by the kind of life that Jesus brought wasn't the same as John the Baptist. There was no miracles recorded that John the Baptist did. He was just a voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord. Said, I'm not the one. I'm not even worthy to lose the sandals of him whom I've come to champion his cause. But guess what? When Herod saw Jesus show up, blind eyes opened, death heard, sinners were forgiven. He said, this must be John that I killed that has risen again. Ha, ha, ha. I tell you something. They killed you. They didn't know that God has something. They took your business. They took your company. Took, they thought they took your marriage. But God said, I am going to restore that marriage in a way that you can't even. But why? There's something powerful about something that died. Yeah, pop, pop, pop. And it's back alive. Listen. My life is one who died. People can't reconcile me of yesterday with the me that God has placed his hand upon. What is that? Death, burial, resurrection. Some of your companies, your businesses, and your local assemblies 
appear like they're dying. And you're trying to kill what God has allowed to die. You're trying to fix Ishmael when God says, I, I, I'm not going to work with Ishmael. Ishmael, Ishmael, no, it's a flesh. It's a product of your hard work without me. It's a product of your labor, your manipulation. It's a product of your twisted people. I'm going to bless you with Isaac. That's my promise. I'm going to bring laughter that you can't say you work for. I'm going to let your womb become so old, Sarah. You know this is me bringing forth life from the grave. Abraham, I'll let your body die, die, die. Then I will resurrect or erect. I'm going to get in trouble right now. I will erect what people said was dead. That God would not share his glory with anybody. You can't be powerful enough to share the glory of the Lord with him. It's only the dead that will know he brought me back from the grave. I, I can't tell you the honest truth, but my son Dan, listen, you know, there are times I talk like this. Honestly, I feel the bias, the bitterness of the pain I've been through. You can't quantify it. It will amaze you. You can't, you don't only do, you don't, it's not money, you, it's beyond that. So what he's doing me is beyond just being a preacher, trying to be famous and popular. No, as Apostle Paul said, I am bound to proclaim the gospel. I can't but do this. I, I can't, I can't, I can't. This is second chance. He brought me from the grave. You, you won't understand what I'm saying to you. You will not understand. But may you go to your own cross. May you go to your own cross, then you can talk like this. Paul said, Galatians 6, 17, I bear in my body the marks. That's not joyful. Marks, the lacerations of the Lord Jesus Christ. Henceforth, let no man trouble me. Do you bear the marks of Jesus? Have you suffered with him? Have you died with him? Have you identified with his sufferings? How do you think you want to share his glory? What, 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 is, your, what, is, your, what is your testament? What is your resume? Your resume is that you have a breakthrough, new car, new house, new pair of shoes, wedding. Stop that! Thrice dead, he said. Beaten 39 times, save one stripe. Left for dead in the sea. That's his resume! I bear in my body the marks of the Lord Jesus left in the wilderness, left by friends and foes, left by even brethren in the church. It happened to Paul. They forsook him. They left him. He said, once I cried out, nobody stood with me, but, but whoever, somebody stood with me. He says, the Lord stood with me. <laughs> when men leave you alone, like Jacob, Kondegabakuskata, it's a moment to wrestle for your destiny. There is a place in God that you don't need anybody living or dead to. Even your husband or your wife can go there with you. It's, it's too sacred. You have to pierce the veil and fight for your life, fight for your health, fight for your marriage, fight for your destiny, fight for the church that God placed in your hand. It's lonely. Jacob left alone at Bethel. An angel wrestled with him. 
somebody under the sound of my voice you've been wrestling don't give up don't compromise don't short change no no fight like Paul said the good fight of faith lay hold on eternal life profess the confession as he professed before many witnesses don't give up don't let pressure make you buckle down compromise to sleep with Sule no your body is too holy your body is a temple of the Holy Ghost you sell your body for ten thousand dollars you're not smart said the value of the glorious temple of the Holy Ghost choose to be hungry and walk right than to compromise choose to not have a job waiting for God to bring it than to cheat what you bring falsely falsehood will have to sustain the church you grow with lies lies will have to sustain I'm not here to make wide the gates. No, Jesus said, wide is the gate. Broad is the way that leads to death, to sure, to hate and destruction. But narrow is the way. Straight is the gate that leads to life. There be few that find it. There were eight men in Noah's ark. And you said, God is wicked. No, he said, just God. Said just God, eight saved from the whole world, and you're playing with your life and your destiny. One saved forever, saved. Stop it. Live right, walk right. By their fruit you shall know them. Don't know you by your sticker, by your name James Elizabeth Bartholomew. They know you by your walk with God. And Enoch walked with God. He was no more. Why? God took him. Can you give God enough pleasure for God to take you from man? Take you from disease and catapult you into health. Take you from poverty and lack. Catapult you into abundance where he can still trust you. Not looking for you in plenty. Some of you one minute will make you lose your mind. You talk to your pastor anyhow. Talk to your wife anyhow. Do you know, honey, do you know, you, you, only one million naira is shaking like this? You're quicking everywhere? One million naira? God is raising a people that will handle one billion. Yet they are bowing down 247. Before God and before their leaders. Can God trust you? Can you stand to be blessed? Can you really stand? You want to be blessed? Can you stand to be blessed? There is a ridiculous blessing that God has for our age and our generation. Why? It's the closing of times. It's a day where Isaiah 61 will be fulfilled in the land of the land. The world of the Gentiles will come to the church. But will the church be ready? The wealth of the wicked is later for the just. Are you just? Are you grabbing for money or you want to serve God with money? The test is with your hundred naira. Have you given 10%? That's a test. I want to be a billionaire and lose your soul. Stop that. When you're not faithful with little, God knows you will never be faithful in much. Stop now. Stingy, hands are cleaved like this. Me, myself, and I. Hey, God will help you. Help you. Listen, there are things that money cannot fix in this life. Yes, oh, gosh. Oh, 
my God, may you not get into a trouble no money can fix because there are such problems. People have money but no mouth to eat. Digestive organs to digest the food they eat. Ah, money. Have car. No legs to drive it. They are paralyzed. Ten cars. They can't drive it. Be grateful. Be grateful. Be grateful. Don't be grateful. No, 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 no. Be grateful. In all things, give him thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning us. You want to know his will? Give him thanks in all things. Don't complain. He hates murmurers. Oh God, rice, no meat. Eh? There are those who don't have rice, no plate. Do you hear me? They don't have the rice or the plate you have. Eh, 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 this food. Eh. That's how they complain over manna. Manna brought them staple diets to regulate their taste and their appetite. God may be regulating your taste and appetite with what you're eating now. Oh boy. I tracked to my days where I had without in science university. Not because I didn't like, I did like with. We're regulating our income, our little pockets. Because we're crazy. Money came, we gave it out. Then I had to do it by faith. Then you go to the restaurant. And you say, give me rice and plantain, but without. You don't, you don't, you don't, you don't shout. Just with, with. They know the signs of without, 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 without. You been there before? Without. Carry a plate and just move. Heaps of food, but there's without. Today I see food, I struggle to eat. I'm not a food person. Meat, you have to beg me to eat meat. My wife said, eat meat now, eat meat now. I'm trying. You know why? The appetite went there. And now I'm telling you. you. You became so, you say, okay, whether I eat or not, life goes on, shall. Okay, say, oh, there's meat here. I beg. But some of the appetite is still on meat. Billy! For food, food for the belly. He wants to carry appetite. Some of your Tukuma cats are straining for reading. He's training. When I met my wife, I had one car with siren. Ah, I, had, I was my own patrol. In the exhaust. 505. Hey, hey. You know when I'm coming down the street, that pastor is coming. That's past pastor. Raymond Joker is coming. That's the man of God. That's the man of God. Today, today, between my wife and I, I can't, with all humility, I can't tell you how many cars have left my hand as gift to people. I can't tell you how many. When he asked for the first, not the first, but one in Lagos, Living Faith, when Ajib began, African Gospel Invasion Program began, Sacrifice was called in that church, Living Faith. I'll go from because you Baja. I gave that 505. You were laughed at now. What was my Olu? Ha! My Isaac. Hey, you're laughing now. Hey, you give Isaac. But Isaac went for missions. And God said to me, My son, from today, you'll be a giver of cars. Car will not be a prayer point. I don't know when I prayed for a car. The ones I'm driving now, I never prayed. They came. One came to me at a midnight hour. I mean, literally midnight hour. Not, not, not parable. Midnight. Do people give cars at midnight? The person was in a hurry. Said it now. Midnight. I go back at midnight. You are mad testimonies. You are mad people's fruits. Where's your own seed? The race has begun. The glory on their whistle has blown. People are changing dimensions. Some are playing church. 
Who fools who? God is not a gambler. God doesn't operate by chance or luck. He's not like I'm lucky. People don't get lucky in church. No, 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 no. It's not American lottery. No, God is not a gambler. There are specific pathways to arrive there. Galatians <laughs> 6, 6, verse 6. God is not mocked. God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he reap. And he went on to say that it is self-deceit. You deceive yourself when you think God is mocked. You know why? When you think God will give you something for nothing, you're mocking God and you're self-deluded. I want to rub this thing into you. Glory on the, glory on the, yeah, yeah, glory on the, yeah. It sounds sweet to sing and to teach. I was going to say, yeah, you suffer. If you suffer with me, you glory with me. You can't alter the law of seed time and harvest. Genesis 8, 22. As long as the earth abideth, summer and winter, cold and, and heat, seed time and harvest. As long as the earth abides, you can't change the law of seed time harvest. You're programming your destiny by your seed. Yeah, you're playing church. Wednesday, you not come and you not do Bible study. You're at home. What you do? Night you won't come. What you're doing in the night? I don't know what you're doing in the night. Are you in a club? No, you're not. I know you're not there. So what are you doing? Sleeping. Error. TPP, some of you. Bashiga, you enter the door. Let them be praying. Their prayer contract. Prayer contractor. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he reap. Listen, listen, listen. Let me teach you. You may not sow where you reap. I'm reaping here. I never knew there was a logic. I've sown in many places of my life as a believer. From campus, 85. FCS. Ocean of Law. Many other ministries. I won't call their names here. But the point of it, whatever you sow, you reap. But you may not reap where you sow. They may abuse you where you were. That company that sent you out, they sacked you for no good reason. And you're now struggling to do your own me, myself, and my own company. Don't worry. The question is, when you were in the company, did you cheat? Were you stealing office being stationed to do your own company? Were you stealing their time? Well, you reap it. Ask God for crop failure by his mercy. But if you serve well, wherever, the seeds you sow, you will reap. There are people who have been in different ministries. You left under very strange, spurious conditions. Abused, misused. You found your way somehow, somehow, somehow into logic. And you're not even in front, you're at the back. Receiving comfort. The scars and the bruise. You just say, ah, man of God, I'm here to just, let me heal first. I, I feel you. Let me just, let me recuperate before I say, thus said the Lord. You know what? God is still going to bless you. In most amazing ways. Jacob, you may have served in the house of Laban and Laban failed to give you your due wage. I'm prophesying now. You have to understand that Laban is too small to reward you. Laban is too small to reward me. When Abraham saw the reward from the Lord, said, Abraham, my reward is beyond Canaan, beyond the land, beyond milk and butter. My reward is myself. I'm your exceedingly great reward. God is your reward. 
A person is your reward. Who is the person? The king of kings. Who is the person? The God of all flesh. Who is the person? The father of all spirit. Who is the person? The water walking Jesus. Who is the person? The one that opens blind eyes. Who is the person? He is God. It's your reward. Nobody can buy that. The tangible presence upon your life becomes unmistakable that money cannot buy it. Let me take a chance. I hope you don't misunderstand me. The time is coming when people in this house as you stay faithful proclaiming the word serving in the various place of your service that people will look for you when they find you dancing they will do this they will stone you with wealth why money makes itself wings and it flies toward heaven when your heart is heavenward resources of the earth they are attracted to you as a metal to magnet people have asked me man of god how do you do what god is doing in your life say so you're right god is doing it how can you do missions like you're doing you're doing a house fellowship you know what it costs to do a ben meal summit you know what it costs to do an RICC anywhere? Let me help you. It costs millions. I'm not ashamed to tell you that we spend millions for souls to raise altars in cities. Not millions to buy me a car. It's not wrong. But millions for missions. Not ashamed to tell you. Then you're holding tight to your money. Me, myself, and dad. What you got in your hand is too limited. When what is in your hand is too small, guess what? Put it in the hand of Jesus. The young lad took five loaves and two fish, presumably meant for his lunch, into the hand of Jesus. Jesus looked up to his father. He blessed it. <laughs> Whenever God receives from you, he will look up to his father. He will bless it. But there's something that happens at the point of blessing. He broke the power of limitation. And as he broke the bread, it began to multiply. Began to multiply. Began to multiply. Your money in your hand is limited. But your money in the hand of Jesus is unlimited. Your skill, your professionalism, your resource in your hand is limited. But if you place it in the hand of Jesus, it will not be limited. People are serving in church. There's an usher's team. There is a choir. Rehearse night and day. The security are guarding your car. Then you just come down to sit in church. Your majestic self. Never wonder how does this happen? Who does this? Who does that? You ought to get through the membership class. Sign up to be a worker. There is a blessing for those who serve the Lord their God. Exodus 23 
3.15 you will serve the Lord your God. Condition number one, are you serving him? Then he will bless your bread. Then he will bless your water. Then he will take from you sickness and disease. None shall be barren. None shall cast their young. The number of your years he will fulfill. But it begins with you serve the Lord. Don't be lazy. You structure majestic self and show up at 8.30 and it's okay for first timers after one month, two months, three months but after a while it's error why the assignment in this church is not to raise a large crowd is to disciple the crowd God gave us the four level gear system gather, equip activate and release be gathered, be gathered. Hey, do you know how many I pastor? Oh, we are, we are 2,000, 2,000. Of who? Of what kind of people? Where are they going? What do they know? Are they heaven bound? <laughs> you still like me? It's not relevant. I love you. I, thank you, sir. You like me, you don't like me. I love you. I'm sent to you. I may speak some tough words sometimes, but it's out of love. You know why? I'll tell you why. I've pastored for many years, 30 plus years. Listen carefully, don't miss this, I close now. You know, it comes to a point where you command children. Don't advise. I'm not advising anymore. I'm your father. If I'm not your father, go, go, go to Jumbu. Jumbu will pastor you. Go next door. Jumbu next door, he'll pastor you. If you can't subscribe to my fatherhood here, then you're in the wrong place. I'm not your uncle. I'm not just your pastor, I'm your father. So apostolic father of the house. No, I recommend advice. The time they were to enter Canaan, said Joshua, command them. People need to be commanded. Workers, please arrange yourself well, because a sword has been on sheet now. All the thing you're hearing is to arrange you well. So some things will hit you, you know they hit you in a positive way. It will be a good hitting. It's only one amen I heard here. <laughs> I said to you, I've been, by God's grace, doing this little humble walk as a boy of God. You never grow in the walk. We are all children. You may be a man of God, I'm a boy of God. But let me tell you something as I close. I have watched in congregation, people in church, and I've been able to predict what their future experience will be without needing a prophetic gift. Please listen. Man of God, how is that so? I will tell you. <laughs> People determine their destiny, which is future, by their choices and decisions today. I said to you, God is not a gambler. You hear me? God is not a kalo kalo God. Hey, prayer, prayer. Hey, which one enter? Pray, pray, pray. Hey, I ban, lose, ban. Hey, hey, which one? Oh, this ban one. It worked. No, 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 no. There's a way to pray, he will hear you. He says, draw near unto me and I will draw, you should know it. Call unto me and I will answer and show, you should know it. It's not guesswork. You're not trying to pray, you should know what to do. So from your waka today, I can draw a graph. It's not a course, huh? it's not a course, please. Just, just extrapolate from how you're behaving now. I can tell what December 31 will look like for you. Not a course. I can tell those who in three months time will change levels by what they're doing now their commitment their word study their prayer life their attendance in church 
What's the big deal? There's a big deal. All they that go, they go from strength and appear before God in Zion. In Zion, there's something God does. We can pray at home. I have a prayer out at home. Can do family, family meeting, fellowship. Home ICC. Just me and my wife and my children. We'll be fine. We'll be very, very fine. But he commanded us not to forsake the gathering of one another. And you forsake it. Wednesdays, Friday vigil, Friday prayer meetings. In Zion, three things happen there. There's deliverance. Obadiah 117. There's holiness. People receive empowerment to walk right. There's possession. People walk in their God-ordained inheritance and blessings in Zion. Where two or three are gathered. Why are they gathered? In my name, I'm there. Ha. There are those who get healed without prayer in church. Just the corporate anointing. You bring your own, I bring my own little one. It mixes. Something is, is it's called a combustible fire. Burning chaff and burning infirmity. My son says he comes on Sundays to cut fire. I declare in the name of Jesus Christ, your life, your marriage, your ministry, your career, your destiny, catch Holy Ghost fire. You will burn in your prayer life. You will burn in your study life. You will burn in your giving. You will burn in your loving. In the name of Jesus. Somebody shout amen like a thunder. Somebody give me three amens. Amen. Like a thunder. It's easy to draw a graph. The same people are doing the work. 30% of the church. They are workers every day. I don't know how come it's some people that are everywhere all the time. Are they, do they have more 24 hours than other people? They have more money? I see some people just regularly. If I show up, they say meeting. The same people. But some people, it's a Sunday, Sunday that I pray. It's okay. Oh, I like you. At least Sunday is better than no day. But I'm telling you, we're drawing a graph. What? <laughs> hey, hello, sir. It's true. I must, I must commend you. Don't be, don't be offended. I won't come again. It doesn't, it's not happy. I'm happy you're here. Don't, don't, don't go. Please. I beg you. Please. Let me need that. Don't go. So it's just so hard. Doesn't know the effort I make. Come, hey, make more effort to come on Wednesday and Friday. Just make more effort. It's not that hard. It's a matter of priority. Listen, there are those who are in hospital. They can't make any effort. They're there. They're paralyzed. They have no choice to go anywhere. They're there. Do you want to? You will not never be there in Jesus' name. And they're there praying for all kinds of prayers. I don't want a car. I want my legs to walk. I don't want a house. I want to sleep well. People have house. They can't sleep. I know what insomnia means. I've had a good bed, six by six bed, wonderful wife, the queen of my life. Yet I was stressed out, couldn't sleep. AC was blowing me, I couldn't sleep. Nice mattress, I couldn't sleep. Demons were banging my head, I couldn't sleep. I am telling you something. Woke up black night, honey. No, 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 no. Demons. Till I ran to God and I discovered his love. I saw, first John 4 19, 18, 17. Perfect love cast out. Oh, I became free like a bird. I can sleep for 30 minutes, wake up like a lion. The point I'm making do you want a bed, no sleep? You want AC, no sleep? Just I give my beloved sleep. You can't pay for sleep. You can pay for bed. You can't pay for sleep. <laughs> you can't pay for car. You can't pay for safety. Let everything that has breath, please, I beg of you. Serve him, serve him. I close with this thought in mind. Manna, 
has stopped falling. What do I mean? Manna fell in the wilderness. Oh boy. Woo! Can somebody worship? Give him praise. Give him praise. Give him praise for two, three minutes. Wow. Can you ask for help? You will not be wearing well doing. Wow. Whoa. Come on, receive strength. Receive help. Receive help. Receive help. Come on, people of God. Ask the Lord to strengthen you. Wow. Something just happened. A switch happened. Receive the grace. The heavens enlarged. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Will not fail destiny. I receive grace to raise the bar in my prayer, the bar in my study, the bar in my service to God, my commitment, my givings. Oh, I will not drop back onto perdition. Can somebody ask the Lord for help? Wow. Come on, let's push. Let's push. All we need is his Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost. Receive strength now. Oh, wow. Woo. Not by power, not by man, but my spirit says the Lord. Lord will receive help. Can we pray for the entire church? There's a strong apostolic mandate upon this house. Grace not to fail God. Will not fail you, Lord. Out of lethargy and lazy, laziness. Will not fail. Will not fail. Wow. Ask the Lord for grace. We will not fail. Oh, our soldiers will rise up to war. Yes. 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 We will not entangle ourselves with the affairs of this life. Oh, change our taste buds. Woo! From the earth to the heavenlies. Change my taste bud, oh God. From the carnal to the spiritual. Oh, natural to the supernatural. Change our taste bud. Whoa! Receive grace, receive grace, receive grace, receive grace. All over this house, grace is being made available. Oh, 30 more seconds. 30 more seconds. Wave those hands and say, Lord, I receive grace. I will not be weary. Wow. I will not faint. Woo! Lord, we thank you. Wow. Wow. Sandaya Ah. In the privacy of this moment, a lot has been said. A lot has been released by way of impartation. This morning, I, I beseech you, if you're unsure of your eternal salvation and well-being, never really committed your life completely, totally, to the Lord Jesus Christ. Perhaps you know, you can identify with some of the things that were said today. You're the place that you need to rededicate your life. I won't ask you to come up here. The Lord knows you. But the very least you should do is to stand on your feet for Jesus. We stand for governors, for presidents, for kings. We can stand for Jesus. Stand. If you're saying, man of God, pray with me. I want to give my life. I want to rededicate my life. I want to repent in one particular area. Rise up on your feet. Let's pray quickly. My time is fast spent. Have only a minute to do this. On your feet. No theatrics, no drama. On your feet, wherever you are, please stand. Please stand. If you're standing, stand. Let's pray. As you stand, place your right hand on your chest wherever you are. People are standing. Don't be, Don't be shy or ashamed. Stand and place your right hand on your chest and let's pray. The back, the front, let's pray together. Heavenly Father, church, let's pray with our brothers and sisters. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I come to you just as I am. Forgive me all my sins. I open the door of my heart. So I invite you, Jesus, to take over. Be my Lord and my Savior. From today, I make a public confession in the company of the saints before your holy angels. I am blood washed. I am blood bought. I'm a child of the living God. I declare concerning me, forward ever, backward never. In the name of Jesus.
you have just experienced the preaching and teaching ministry of Good Heart Obi Ekweme, lead pastor of Revival House of Glory International Church, Rogic, and the apostolic leader of the Horn of Revival Ministry, a global outreach ministry mandated to carry the torch of revival across cities and nations. If you would like to ask a question, share your prayer request or testimony, or get more messages or books from Apostle Goodhart, please call or text 0805-223-4444 or email info at rogic.org. That is info at rhogic dot org. Also download the Horn of Revival Ministry app on Google Play or Apple Store to connect with a variety of quality resources including Rogic Radio and our refreshing daily devotions to take you higher in life. And for real-time ministry, you can follow Apostle Goodheart on Twitter. The handle is at Pastor Goodheart. And on Instagram, the handle is at Apostle Goodheart. Keep hearing the Word of God. It will produce intimacy with your spirit for uncommon encounters on the earth.